0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I am here with the beautiful friend of the show, Claudia Vera. Hi, and welcome to the show. I completely forgot what I normally say in the intro. What do I? What do I say? Oh, well, if
1: if you're having a bad If you're I hope you're having a good day and if you're having a a bad day, you're in the right place.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. What she said. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're both a little uh, silly today. Um, Claudia just got back from a trip to Los Angeles where she took, for some reason, a red eye flight home. (laughs) Um,
1: You know, they said it was going to be cheaper. And I said in the moment, yes, this is great. And didn't think about the uh, emotional and physical tax that it
0: would take on me. (laughs) When I was a little kid, uh, we went to San Francisco because my aunt lives there, and my my dad thought he had booked us on a seven a.m. plane home, and he had booked us on a seven p.m. plane home. So it oh, was like you know, a, a you know, seven and ten year old on this flight. Like we were, it was. Harrowing Bad. for my parents Fine for us Like we were little kids It kind of didn't matter Like yes it was past our bedtime But we just slept on the plane My parents Like I don't think They ever recovered Like that was the last day Of their youth
1: Oh my god They <laughs> saw it just like Slip away With the time <laughs> difference They were like I'm aging As I'm going forward in time
0: Well anyway I'm, I'm glad you're back Even though Obviously I'm sure It was nice to be by the ocean Like the other ocean they, You know it's like okay.
1: I'm a, I'm more of an Atlantic girl. I gotta be
0: honest. No, I am too. Is,
1: yeah, fucking freezing. Cold.
0: She's cold. I don't know enough about science to tell you. El Nino. No, wouldn't that make it warm? Isn't El Nino in the Atlantic? It's in the Gulf of Mexico. I could be wrong.
1: <laughs> no, that sounds right. Because why would they call it El Nino? <laughs>
0: Like why would like a bunch of like yeah why would anybody yeah you're right like, you're right it's definitely a New England being like know, people Nino. from Boston being like El Nino, <laughs> like...
1: dude I'm so stupid. <laughs>
0: no, you're not stupid. Don't ever say that. Um, But we're we're good. We're both good. We're back. We're in New York City, center of the universe, greatest city in the world. Um Best. I, my well, turn has finally calmed down a little bit. I don't feel as silly, although I'm I'm acting a little. I feel so much more like myself. Like, yay! I, I have thoughts in my head again. That's really cool. I don't know when I stopped having thoughts, but that's not good for someone who does thoughts for a living. <laughs> I had no thought, like nothing. I was like, I'm just really good at meditating. No,
1: <laughs> it was just flatlined in <laughs> in the upstairs.
0: <laughs> it was just dead inside. Um, and I'm not really feeling hyper anymore, but I have actually been getting up at normal times. And I did yoga every day this week with my girl, Adrian. That's incredible. Like, honestly, I, I'm just so happy to see that you're like,
1: getting into like a good swing and a good habit. And like, it makes me, it makes me very happy.
0: <laughs> hey, man, drugs are great. I'm the biggest yeah. fan of drugs. Don't, don't clip that out of context. But
2: well,
1: Mm-mm.
0: no, you can, I guess.
1: Big pharma. I mm, love to see you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but um, I did. Oh, I got insurance. Huge <gasps> for 26-year-olds. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking expensive. We really need to fix healthcare in this country. I was bleeding from my nose, ears, and mouth, and eyes when I saw how much I have to spend every month, but...
1: Yeah. Okay. Did duck Can we talk about deductibles? What the fuck is a deductible? And why do you? If you buy mon. If you buy insurance, why do you have to spend so much money in order for to the insurance get the to kick in? Yeah.
0: I'm literally. I don't. I don't know. Because it's the deductible is like twenty five hundred dollars, and then it's like, but that's a lot of money. Couldn't you yes. pay for that? <laughs> Isn't that what I My pay you for? Like- Thirty eight hundred, yeah. And I'm like, I'm never gonna reach this, so my insurance
1: just won't. It's so dumb. I yeah, hate it. I hate it here. It's
0: like unless you like truly need it, like surgery, like you're not gonna. Yeah. It just fucking sucks. But I'm actually really lucky because I qualified for Cobra, which means for another three years, I have to pay myself, but I can stay on the same plan that that I have been on, like my parents' plan. Oh, that's incredible! Oh but my I, god. I have to, you know, I have to pay out of pocket for it, but it's still, yeah, yeah. It's that's awesome. still like that's a good plan. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> New York State of Health is a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grown up stuff yeah. is so fun. But we're doing good. We're both doing good, except we, we're we're concerned we might have a crippling shopping problem. You would not tell me the story. So I need to hear the story of how you lost your mind shopping.
1: <laughs> so my flight yesterday was at like 4 p.m. Um, Pacific time. And... I woke up and I was like, you know what? I really want to just like go. There was a a street like a few blocks away from my sister's apartment that is called Retro Row. And it's like a vintage like block. And I was like, I really want to go shopping. Like we didn't really go shopping at all while I was there. And I was like, why not? We have a couple of hours to kill. So my boyfriend and I walked over um, when all the shops opened. And I just started looking around the first shop when we walked in. I literally gasped because (laughs) it was like all local vendors. So I was like, Okay, I'm just gonna like pick out a few things. I picked out some like gifts for friends. I picked out like some stuff for myself, and I was like, "All right, let's rack this up." So, racked up like 170 bucks at that store, and nice. I was like, "Oh, well, yes, just that one,
0: just that just one, just that one." Okay. I was like,
1: mm, "Little knickknacks, little little <laughs> things, little gifts." So, I did that, and I was like, in my head, I was like, "Okay, like you got all the stuff you needed, we're good." And my boyfriend was like, okay, I just want to go into this one other store that was more like clothing um, as opposed to like knickknacks and stuff. And I was like, okay, sure. So we go in and I hear like the hallelujah like <laughs> chorus in my head because I'm just like, oh my God, this store is incredible. It was all like vintage stuff from like the fifties and sixties. And I I think I like blacked out in there (laughs) because I just started grabbing things and I was like trying. It was all like tops and shirts and jackets. So I was like just Mm. trying them on, like slipping them over what I was Mm -hmm. wearing. So like I was like, fuck, this fits and this looks really good. I like touch something and I was like, that feels really good. Grabbed it (laughs) off the hanger, looked at this thing. I was like, that is so cute. And I end up like grabbing a bunch of stuff and I just go up to the counter and I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm just going to do it. And it was like three (laughs) hundred and like sixty dollars and I was like
0: well okay sometimes when I get up to the counter and it's expensive like more expensive than I thought like I don't want them to think I'm broke like even though I know exactly I know the cashier doesn't care I care I was like oh 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 because I
1: as I was like picking stuff up I like obviously saw the price tags and I was like okay like yeah, I conceptually see that this thing is $30 and this thing is 120. So therefore like I'm going to be spending 150, but in my brain, I was just like consume time. Um, So yeah, I did a little like reshuffling of my finances said, hello, savings account, going to pull some stuff out, but I got some like incredible vintage finds that okay, i will well, send you pictures of after yeah, this send me a
0: picture of fashion show fashion show fashion show so <laughs> that was it was that at was least, one of the larger purpose purchases i've ever done but I you know like, what i feel like it's like high quality things at least right like yeah they're vintage so they've lasted a long time so they'll last longer yeah i did feel like
1: i was like justifying to myself on the walk back i was like well this stuff is repurposed like I'm I'm not you're literally saving the planet guys like I'm (laughs) a climate activist by doing this and don't even you know the first half of shopping with all the knickknacks that definitely are filling up landfills but they are
0: cute I
1: love knickknacks
0: you know I I I like want more knickknacks I have no no knickknacks
1: you I I gotta go to that store (laughs) <laughs> I got it. We got to go to California. We got go to go to California, go to that
0: store and then come back. I'm like exactly. Um,
1: what was your shopping oh, blackout?
0: It's so much worse than yours because it wasn't even things that I'm probably going to wear even for a year. I some- <sighs> No, I sometimes do this thing. OK, so lately my wardrobe, I'm in two worlds because I'm in my mid 20s now. I still like dressing hot and dangerous when I go out. But when I don't go out, like when I'm just like a person out in the world, I want to dress like a grown-up. I want to dress like a J Crew model. Like I want to look like Ooh, a coastal okay. grandma. I want to look, you know, she's chic. She's put together. She's wearing linen and real denim. Like that's, you know. Yes. And there's these two sides of me where like one side is like, I'm going to buy high quality, nice things that last and are kind of timeless. And the other side of me where it's like, I'm
3: gonna buy dumb
0: shit, you know, like yes,
3: little ho top, little ho top,
0: dumb little skirt, <laughs> shoes that you will only wear when you go out, like dumb, yes. and like, and I, so I, I made this deal with myself where I'm like, I will buy my dumb ho shit from like Princess Polly because, yeah. whatever, it's like not that expensive usually, like I, you know, spend like whatever a hundred on like five tops, like that's yeah, fine. That's good. I don't know what happened to me like I wasn't I you ever like are in a trance on the computer like you're just like that's cute and that's cute and that's cute and that's cute and then you just go to check out and then all of a sudden all of a sudden you've checked out and you're like what I just spent three hundred dollars. You're like, that costs money. Well, because in my head, I was like, it's not real money because I just transferred my Venmo balance into my bank account. So really, that was just like free money that I could do whatever I wanted with.
1: That's literally how I feel with cash sometimes. Oh, cash
0: is not real money.
1: Cash is dangerous. No. If I have cash. cash like, who's to, who's to say? Who's to say where that money goes? Not in like a sketch way, but like it's, in but a... But seriously,
0: like that money, if I have cash in my pocket, I am, I am like balling out which is
1: like yeah yeah.
0: you would think that having physical money would make you not spend it because you're seeing it physically like be used like the
1: transaction happening
0: but really like I'm much more careful with my like debit card than I am with cash
1: yeah and you would think I was actually just thinking like you would you would think with online shopping versus like In store shopping Like I know it's Sometimes easier To like online shop Because you're just like Add to cart Add to cart Add to cart Add to cart But like honestly I feel like maybe Because of that We've had that bleed Into real life shopping Because like I mean Yesterday I was just literally Like grabbing (laughs) Grabbing. shit Like grabbing (laughs) And being like at Like mentally Like add to cart Add to cart Add to cart You know
0: Physical shopping I haven't done in a while But I did it before my birthday Because I was looking For an outfit Yeah it is. All of a sudden, you've spent a lot of money because you go from store to store to store. And all of a sudden, you're like, fuck, I just spent $70 at, you know, three different stores. I don't know how that happened. $70 yeah. didn't seem that much if it was one online shopping cart, you know, once a month. But all of a sudden, I've done it three times in a row at three different in, stores. In, like, the span of two Five hours. Five minutes. Like, that was not good, you know. With Princess Polly, it's though, so I get weird. fucked because everything is, like, $27. <laughs> like, all the little dumb tops.
1: It, yes, and, so and it's put like
0: extra like
1: seven that like brings you over the edge.
0: I'm like, I can send $27.
1: Five times? Yeah,
0: it's like, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> what? what have I done?
1: But what I'm hearing is, I need a fashion haul. I need a screenshot of what you got.
0: I'll I send you the screenshots you. and I'll, well, I'll do a fashion show or I'll make a TikTok or something. Anyways, what are we talking about today? <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, what are we talking about? We're, we have three voicemails, a DM, and then a fun little interlude. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Okay, so one voicemail is, um, I'll put it like this. It's the the way I loved you problem. What do you do about dating two people who one is sensible and so incredible and the other one is, you know, you have the butterflies, it's more exciting, but it might be a little more toxic. Which way are you supposed to go? We have a voicemail about help. I got way too drunk at a work event. We have a voicemail about getting over a situation ship, and then a DM about how to support a friend who's made some bad choices. Which who among us? Um, and we're also gonna do uh, some trolley problems because I found them and they're really funny. And
1: <laughs> <so laughs> we talk about them. Are the trolley problems? Were we supposed to find? I've just wrote down like. Oh, you came up with sick some? and twisted trolley problems in my head
0: no i literally screenshotted them from the um website that like made this these trolley problems oh my god okay but i want to hear your sick and twisted ones
1: it's gonna make okay i seem (laughs) fucked up
0: (laughs) okay i can't wait all right if that sounds fun and fresh and cute and fun and flirty to you uh keep on listening Okay, so let's get into our very first voicemail.
4: Ellie, I love you. You were the best. I I appreciate you so much. And what I wanted to kind of ask about today is um, in dating recently, I've been dating two guys and with one, everything is just like nice and normal and consistent. And with the other one, Things are a little more exciting, a little more crazy. But with that, there's like high highs, but also really low lows. And I can't help but to think recently about the way I loved you. Um, is this a toxic outlook? Should I want someone that's just consistent and normal and comfortable, or is that excitement and that craziness kind of what I should want? Like, what is the right thing? What is the normal thing? What is the healthy thing? Any feedback or advice
0: would be appreciated. <laughs> Already, bye. I love that she referred to it as, it's kind of like the way I loved you because it is.
1: That's so, she needs to trademark that. That's like.
0: <laughs> Can I also just say, uh, the way I loved you is responsible for every toxic relationship I've ever been in. Like yeah. she, she ruined me because I literally think like, well, am I, I'm supposed to want the screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain, which, by the way, I've never had. Have you ever screamed, fought, kissed in the rain? I, I haven't. Oh, I've I've <laughs> s- screamed and fought. Oh, there well, wasn't any kissing. But. There was no kissing, but I have screamed and I've fought. And I, I spent a really long time being like, I'm supposed to want the excitement. I'm supposed to want the up and down. But like why does she villainize the guy who's like consistent and sensible in that song? I know.
1: It's hard. Cause it's like, you listen to that song and like, then you have a situation like this where you're like, okay, I have someone who like, yeah, sometimes makes me feel great, but also sometimes makes me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> um, but somehow that's like more exciting and thrilling than like this boring ass, milk toast, ass, reliable. Uh, he's so nice
0: to me and always texts me back. <laughs> but like boring well i think you have to look at maybe where you're at in life like if you're in college if you're 22 23 and and you want to have a little toxic (laughs) you want to like have a little fun not too toxic but with somebody that like is gonna make you a little bit crazy for a little while like it's i mean whatever you can have fun but I also think you need to check how crazy it is. Like, what? how low are these lows? You know, like, how toxic are we talking? Or is it just that he's kind of, like, an inconsistent guy? Because, like, a lot of guys are inconsistent, especially when they're young.
1: Yeah, I think, like, expect to not necessarily, like, know. I think the fact that she's having this conflict is, like, telling that she's kind of on, like, the brink of, like, moving from something that's, like younger toxic like or like just less like lower stakes to something that's a little more like mature and like uh I don't know like gonna last in the long term Mm -hmm. like when when you're younger you don't necessarily like have a great like model of like being in a lot of relationships or long-term relationships for the most part like some people are like in long-term relationships starting from when they're young but I would say for for majority, like that's typically not the case. And so like you don't really have a framework to work off of. And so we look to things like mm-hmm. media movies, and television, like, music, songs. Like- yes.
0: I've had to talk to my therapist a lot about like the difference between what is represented in media versus what is reality. Be- like when I was obviously like I've mostly worked through that, but I really I really stuck with those ideas of like, well, it's supposed to be a guy with a boombox outside your house, you know? It's supposed to be grand gestures of love. It's supposed to be they fight and they hate each other, enemies to lovers. Like, it's supposed to feel like that. And, like, it took me a really long time to get to a place where I was like, actually, love is the boring guy in the beginning of the movie. Like, love is actually the guy that, like is always there and is not like making you cry all the time
1: you know (laughs) yeah i mean it's like for it's the fact that we need to distinguish entertainment versus like (laughs) (laughs) like things that we consume for entertainment versus like things that in our day-to-day life will like bring us spiritual and emotional peace like (laughs) it's it's a case of uh just thinking like okay, like you said, like how high are the highs, how low are the lows? And ultimately like the way that this, the way that each person like makes you feel is going to tell you like this question of what's normal and what isn't. Like you ultimately are the only person that can like innately tell yourself like what is normal. Like if these highs and lows are like, they, like, leave you feeling kind of, like, excited and unsure, but ultimately you're not, like, ending each day being, like, I don't have, like, a secure sense of self because this person is, like, <laughs> leaving me hanging. That, I'm, I'm sure, will ultimately make you feel like maybe this isn't normal.
0: I mean, we can't, like, tell you either way at this point because I, I don't know these guys. I don't know your relationships, but, like, I think when you're looking for a spark, you need to make sure that you know what that is, because a spark is not necessarily like feeling like he's going to walk away from you any moment. So you need to like keep his attention, which I think sometimes I, um, I d- like kind of misunderstood, misinterpreted, like, like feeling like I constantly needed more validation, more validation, more validation from him because he wasn't actually giving it to me like those ups and downs and those butterflies, like the anxiety that felt like a spark. but That's, that's not really what a spark is.
1: Yeah, it's it's this constant need to like prove yourself to someone in order to make them stay like isn't romance? It's not. <laughs> even even in the sense of like if you are looking to things like movies and and songs like you don't watch a movie of a girl literally like begging for this man or like like crawling to like get his attention and you walk away from that movie like that's that looks nice like if you look at (laughs) I want to do that (laughs) yeah I like to think of like what would the perspective look like if I were like hearing my friend having this problem like Mm -hmm. if my friend came to me and was like I there's these two guys and one of them I don't really know if I like him but like he is like reliable and I feel like I should like him or there's this other guy who like I think I like him but it's like up and down blah 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 like What would you say to your friend? And I know that's like easier said than done. Like, oh, like I'll give myself the advice that I would give to a friend. But sometimes it does just help you pull you out of that, like Mm -hmm. kind of whirlwind, like mental whirlwind just for a brief second to like have it as like a third party perspective.
0: And I also think sometimes the more quote unquote toxic or the more unsure can feel like the safer option because it feels like then the control over the relationship is kind of out of your hands you know if it doesn't go well if it falls apart if he doesn't like you back if there something goes wrong like it's not really your fault because you're picking this person who is inconsistent and showing you that they might not really care about you the way that you deserve versus a relationship with somebody who's showing you consistency and showing you care where you would really have to kind of put your heart on the line there and you would really have to um, be vulnerable and like let them in. And if that falls apart, that would feel a lot more painful than this thing that's like a half relationship, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, what is scarier to you? Things not working or things working out? Which one, which one is scarier? Because ultimately like the more volatile relationship, more likely than not, is going to be like the short term and the more reliable one is, has the potential to be more long-term. And so like, where do you feel like you're at in life, um, for like, That kind of structure of a relationship Like are you feeling like right now you're just Wanting to have fun and just kind of like see Where things go or are you looking for something That's like maybe a little more serious Um,
0: And then it's like I don't want to like Villainize this guy I've never met him I don't know anything About him like maybe he's just like A little inconsistent But he's a good guy but like if Bottom line here's our Rule forever and for always and We do not break this rule ever if a Man ever makes you cry More than twice in a week we are not seeing him anymore.
1: Okay. No, if he's even twice
0: in a week, it's not great. It's not great. But like when you find yourself, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday crying because of the way this person is making you feel. No, if that's not the case, if you know, you're feeling okay, it's just like a little like, Ooh, what's going on? Like what's going to happen next? That's different. But if you actually are actively feeling like shit, more than twice a week because honestly more than once a week because of this person it's that's not worth it and you don't want to put yourself through that and we're not going to do that that's our rule
1: we're not going to do that hell no (laughs) no no no, ladies we deserve better (laughs) i deserve happiness even if that means
0: not crying (laughs) Uh, crying over men we don't do that here Mm -mm. (laughs) pick your pick your crown up Pick your head up, girl, your crown is oh, yeah. falling. <laughs> that meme. It's like, you'll pick up your snap back, girl. <laughs> your crown is falling. Oi, oi, oi. I mean, I think this is like an age-old problem, right? The way the the way I loved you problem. Who mm-hmm. among us has not been through a moment where you're like, <sighs> Do I want the one who's really bad? Like, <laughs> yes.
1: And sometimes the one who's really, really bad is also the harder one to get over.
0: Oh yeah, which we'll talk about later. Talking mm-hmm. about that situationship breakup, that not it, your boyfriend breakup. Because they just like, a burn. They can infect your head. Like they get in there like a little parasite, like a little worm. They like eat holes in your brain. And you like you're like, oh, you're just in my head <laughs> forever. You are like, like <laughs> I literally can't function. Like I have lost my sense of self yeah like all of a sudden you're thinking about this person all the time instead of thinking about yourself and it's like wait mm-hmm. but i'm way more interesting than this man is <laughs> yeah
1: and i mean it makes sense of like you are more attracted and i'm mm. using like air quotes with attracted to the one that's like more volatile because it's like literally a reward response like you're having mm. like a dopamine rush when like a person is if this person let's say is like being inconsistent like all that time of, like, the lows of not knowing And then you get that one hit of them oh, responding yeah. and giving you attention Like, that will psychologically, like, suck you in
0: Yeah, and that's sort of like, oh, it's it's something I can't have It's, you know, it's really hard to have It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like wrong and it feels right because it's wrong. And it's like all these like kind of primal emotions that we have for some reason where it's like if something is difficult to obtain that means it has value which yeah. is not always the case you know yeah
1: it's like if like, I work for this then the reward is going to actually pay off and I think a lot of times we
0: again we do not are brought
1: live up in with a meritocracy. that idea <laughs> no <laughs> we, we do don't
0: ding dong. ding dong we do not but yeah it's not like um I don't know it's not like if you're walking in an apple orchard and there's all these delicious apples the one that's at the fucking top of the tree that you have to reach with a ladder and you know a lasso or something isn't going to taste any goddamn sweeter than the one that falls right into your hand you know you just Mm -hmm. maybe think it will because you have to work to get it but maybe we look at the one that's in our hand and think well this is probably a a perfectly fine apple let's see where this apple takes us
1: mm-hmm. weird metaphor
0: don't eat your boyfriend but you know what I, mean? I see you know you said
1: the worm the brain i'm like maybe that apple at the, the top has a worm has a worm in,
0: it. A worm in it. it gets in your brain and you're fucked a flesh-eating parasite after you eat this orchard apple
1: long story short
0: cut your apples in half before you open them make sure there's no worm in there
1: no worm no worm apple <laughs>
0: Anyways, um, I hope that that helped. I mean, it's it's hard in this situation because I, I don't know these guys. I don't know you. Like, I can't tell you either way, but I can tell you that so often we want that toxic thing and not the thing that's good for us. And like, let's like internal, like look inside and think, why? Why why do I want this guy? What is it about him that is so exciting to me versus this guy who's more consistent, which is exciting in itself? You know how rare it is to find a man who's consistent? (laughs) Oh, my God. Meet a man who texts you back all the time. I'd be like, where where have you been?
1: literally like what I I can tell you there's so many of the up and down guys oh
0: yeah and so few of the consistent guys when you find Mm -hmm. one you gotta latch your fucking claws in them (laughs) don't let him go be the
1: parasite
0: (laughs) you will be the worm be the worm in
1: your man's brain
0: (laughs) okay let's move (laughs) with all that said um, (laughs) yeah I hope that helped Um, I love you and let's get into our next segment Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, So I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy, and that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where... There's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash LND.
3: There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear jerking to plot twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called Storyworth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book. That you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase.
0: Okay, so we're going to switch gears here for just a minute um, before we get back into our voicemails and our DMs, just because this is hilarious and I really want to do it. So we're going to do these kind of trolley problems. Have you heard of the trolley problem, ladies and gentlemen? I'm probably not the right person to explain it, but basically there's a trolley and you're in control of a lever that could either take the trolley onto a different track or stay on the track that it is. If you don't touch the lever, it stays on the track that's already on. If you touch the lever, then it moves usually. And on the tracks, the one that's right in front of the trolley, there are five people tied to it. And then on the other track, there's one person tied to it. And if you pull the lever, the trolley will move and only hit one person. If you do nothing, it will hit all five people. What do you do? That's the trolley problem. I don't really know why. It's something about is it better to let people die or kill them? Like, I don't really know what the philosophical thing is there. Do you know?
1: There's like, I'm sure there's something about like, I don't know, like v- valuing life <laughs>
0: mm,
3: yeah. somewhere
1: deep in there. Like, is it better to like save multiple people and like kill one or kill one person or kill multiple people to save like someone close to you? Like or, I'm sure there's like there's some type of like morality. About, like,
0: the activeness of it. Like, is it worse to let five people die or to kill somebody actively, you know?
1: Mm, yeah, like making a conscious choice. Yes. Even if you know that like the response will be like
0: kind of equal because Positive. the laws of... I don't know, I don't know. It's yeah. tough. It's I don't tough. know. Anyways, yeah. this is not sounding fun. but <laughs> So let's play this game. Let's talk about philosophy. So there's this, uh, I don't know, this website. It's neil.fun and they he has all these kind of like more intense versions of the trolley problem. And also Claudia has apparently written her own, which like <laughs> I am a little nervous to hear. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start a little bit tame. Oh, and I also, if you have answers to these, like let me know because i want to hear your thoughts. Oh, as hell well, yeah. um, <laughs> okay, this one's pretty tame, but oh no. <laughs> A trolley is heading toward five people. You can pull the lever to divert it to the other track, but then your life savings will be destroyed. What do you do? I guess
1: i'd pull i don't have that much life savings, so i'd pull it to the other track.
0: <laughs> I mean, i think what you're supposed to do is you know run over the money but it's also like well i ruined my life to save another life you know like am i gonna die what if i have children are my children gonna die also because i don't have any money to support them to support them like
2: it's complicated
0: i think i don't know but then i don't want to kill five people but am i killing five people or not that's by doing nothing am i actually killing them or is it the trolley Hmm.
1: Well, I feel like if you're given the choice, no, you it's gotta,
0: like, yeah, you you gotta kill the money, you gotta run over the money. Maybe, maybe everyone will be like, "Wow, you saved them," and they'll like give you money. Here's a, <laughs> <Yeah>. a, GoFundMe. <laughs> Twitter a GoFundMe. Twitter GoFundMe. I feel like,
1: yeah, I couldn't live with the knowledge that I killed five people and also witnessed that. Especially Jesus not Christ. for money. Okay. Okay. Can I? Yes. Tell you one. Tell that me I came one up of with? yours. <laughs> Um you can either pull the lever to save a child, but you'll have a chronic UTI for the rest of your life.
0: So okay, wait. So on this on these two tracks, on one track is chronic UTI. Yes. And the other track is child. Yes. I mean you can't kill a child. You would have to get the is the UTI treatable? I mean, like, can I get rid of it, or is it like just well, kind of constantly there?
1: It's kind of constantly there. Like, you can like mitigate some of the symptoms, but it will ultimately like you'll probably go into like I don't know. Well,
0: it's actually I if I get a UTI, it's not good for me because kidneys. I was getting,
1: Yeah, not mm. not
0: good. Uh, so I would probably die if I save this child. Is the child like an asshole? Is it smart? Like, <laughs> does it have value? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All children are beautiful in the future. Children
5: of the world. Okay,
0: fine. I would get the fucking UTI. I can't kill a kid. I know. I feel like we can't really, like, Like I feel like we're just
1: like, I guess we won't kill the people. But,
0: like, deep inside, we're like, what would you honest to God really do? Like, if you were really there and you have that choice, I think like,
1: it's and, no so one, hard.
0: and no one ever would find out, like, you would be the only person.
1: It's just hard because, like, in this case, I'm like, fuck, I don't want a chronic UTI. Like, I would. <laughs> like in my head i'm like okay so then i would kill, kill the a child? child but then it's like i don't want to one have that on my conscience that mm. or like do that mm-hmm. and then also witnessing that
0: yeah that would be horrible fuck you. okay wait, wait. what if that child was hitler i was going to say grew up to mm. you but killed still, a kid no that child no
1: you still killed a kid and like that child didn't wasn't born as like the person that Yes, but you you would end up
0: saving millions and millions of people by killing this one child. But what if I could save him? Like, what if I could be like, okay, let's fix Hitler.
1: What if I was like, hey, like, here's where your biases are coming from. And like, like, (laughs) what if we did some deeper internal work? (laughs) He wasn't born evil. People are made. He'd
0: be like, yeah, you're right. I don't know. That was my German. (laughs) That was my German (laughs) accent. He'd be
1: like, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you right.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, anyways. Okay. Um no no okay. Alright. This one's stupid actually. I'm not gonna read that one. I'll read this one. Oh no. A trolley is heading toward five lobsters. You can pull the lever to divert it to the other track, but you would run over a cat instead. What do you do?
1: Girl, I'm killing those lobsters. Yeah, I'm
0: killing the fuck out and of then yeah. them. Then <laughs> I'm eating them. They'd be all smashed. Um, mm. No, I would. What's so weird? I would. <laughs> I would kill the lobsters, but it's the question of like, you know, we, lobsters are are, are very intelligent. You know. Yeah. They yeah. would feel that pain. Fuck. They're people too. Oh people that. too, but they're like sentient. You know, like, and yeah. the oh, cat. God. The cat is also sentient.
1: Okay, here's my argument. Okay. Like. I think the lobsters, typically the way that we kill lobsters is very inhumane. Like boiling them alive is like really fucked. Mm. They're like screaming for help. So like this would be a very quick and like hopefully painless death for them. Or they
0: could just live their lives in the ocean and vibe with their lobster boyfriends holding hands, holding claws. Oh, Holding claws. Yeah. No, but still, I think I would kill the lobsters just because they got beady little eyes. But no, I like lobsters. I don't like lobsters more than I like cats. I guess that's like, true. I, I do like cats more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, gotta, lobsters. You got lobsters.
1: Kill the kill lobster. Kill the
0: lobster. All right.
1: Okay. This one's fucked. Um, okay. You can either pull the lever to save five strangers, but you will kill your childhood dog. So, like, save childhood dog on one track or save five strangers on the other.
0: Not Patches.
1: Yeah, I'm really sorry. I don't know what... I did these in a Trader (laughs) Joe's.
0: This is a a moral dilemma. I'm sorry. I mean, I can't value the life of a dog over the life of five people. It's five people. Even though I have an emotional connection to the dog. And I, I want him to live. It's okay if you say the dog. No, he already died. So, you know what? Same. You know what? Um... Hopefully the trolley would be going really, really fast and he would not feel any yeah. pain. And I would know that he had given his life to save five people who could go on to do great things. And even if they don't, it's still five lives. Yeah. I th- I think about the fact that like
1: a trolley like veering toward a dog, like the dog might not have the cognitive understanding of mm. what's about to happen, which is tragic in itself. Yeah, but like it the humans sad, will you know? be like fearing for their lives, yeah. which is like
0: really it's horrible this is such a weird segment i love it i don't know why i saw this on twitter and was like we're doing this (laughs) like i was like this is what i like gonna do." no it's it's good to get into moral dilemmas you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay oh no (laughs) a trolley is heading toward your best friend you can pull the lever to divert it to the track killing five strangers instead what do you do i
1: have to kill the five strangers i'm so sorry to I get those it. Five strangers.
0: Honestly, I really get it. I understand.
1: Like, I couldn't. Oh my god, that's horrible. No, you
0: you couldn't. Like you you couldn't.
1: That's horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. No, I'm sorry. I feel bad that I just killed five people.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but you like, saved your best friend.
1: I like could not do that to
0: no. anyone
1: that I know
0: or that you love, love. You know
1: what? Oh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can either save your best friend. Mm-hmm. Or save your dad.
0: What is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's segment. so fucked up. Um, I, God, I mean, I, I, I saved my dad. I gotta save my dad. I love my best friend, but I gotta save my dad. I gotta do it. I know. You know what's... Yeah. I can't. I can't. I gotta save my dad. Oh my Blood.
1: My mind.
0: It's broken. Um... <sighs> Okay, a trolley is heading toward a good citizen. You can pull the track lever to divert it to the other track, running over someone who litters instead. <laughs> what do you do? Um, Do you let it hit a good citizen, or do you actively change it to kill a bad citizen who's not that bad, just litters?
1: What's a good citizen? You know, that is- they are nice. They help old litter? ladies
0: across the street, and... Compost and I, stuff I guess
1: I wouldn't change it Because like Who's to say that The person that litters Doesn't also do those things That's
0: true All we know about them Is that they litter
1: Yeah Really
0: tells you Something about society
1: we, this, this whole game Is just We live in, a <laughs> just live in a society
0: I'll do one last one And then we should Get back to our DMs
1: <laughs> Let's do it
0: Oh no Due to a construction error Error a, Error Error A trolley is stuck In an eternal loop If you pull the lever, the trolley will explode. And if you don't, the trolley and its passengers will go in circles for eternity. What do
1: you do? Oh, I make it explode. Yeah, you put them out of your misery, obviously. That sounds. I would hope that the person, like, there would be a point where I'm like, I will need to, I'm going to, like, jump out this
0: trolley. Also, like, Like, I I get car sick. Like, going around in circles like that, mm mm for eternity forever Forever? a little bit nauseous forever no that sounds horrible i would want to be put out of my misery and i would put them out of their misery okay and
5: we're good people (laughs) we're good
0: people we're very moral at the end of this thing this like (laughs) wait at the end of this like neil.fun thing um it tells you how many people you ended up killing yeah so Mm -hmm. that is where I ended up killing 73 people when I finished so you should do it and tell me how many people you kill anyways let's get into our (laughs) let's get into our next segment Okay, let's get into our next voicemail. Hi, Ellie. Uh, I love the pod. I've been following you
6: on Twitter for years. I'm 23, recent grad. My at my first adult job with real adults. Um, but I think I messed everything up. I went out with like 20, 25 coworkers for this like little event. As I was drinking my beer, there were, like, shots, and I was, like, for free. So, yeah, I drank, like, four free tequila shots, and I got fucked up. I did ask everybody in my company how much they made, which was enlightening. Uh, I asked them to hook me up with, like, their richest friends, and then at the end of the night, I, um, how do I say this? I ranted to one of the higher ups of the company about how, how like life is and the workplace is as a woman of color. He's the one that I work with the most. Uh, and I have weekly meetings with him. And yeah, the thing is I just don't remember the majority of our conversation. The parts that I do remember, I feel embarrassed because he did help me get a cab. Uh, he was like making sure that I was alright. And like, making sure I made it safe home. Uh, and I was wondering if you have any advice on how to approach this because I have a meeting with him probably, like, early next week. When I go to this meeting, should I say, hey, sorry about that? Or should I just pretend that none of this happened? You help me. I... I need it. I literally want to die every time I think about it. And I just needed to get it off my chest. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: <laughs> you know, it's so funny. When I was planning this show, like this podcast, not like today's show, but like the podcast in general, one of my examples of a segment that I would do was like, you know, what do I do if I get too drunk at a work event? And I've been waiting for this moment.
4: Whoa. All this time. Oh my God.
0: You know, I feel like in your first job, this is like a pretty common thing to happen. I actually don't think I know a single friend who has not gone out with their coworkers or done like a work happy hour or something and texted me the next day and been like, I I got so fucked up. I embarrassed myself. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's especially if it's like on company dime. Oh my God. I honestly. She's like, free shots? Like, okay. Um, (laughs) Twist my arm. there's a part of me that feels like events like that are literally hazing for the new people, you know? Yes. It literally is like, let's get them really fucked up. So now they're one of us. One One of
1: us. (laughs) us. Oh, my God.
0: It's like a cult. I mean, because seriously, like, you're... What you're 22, you're fresh out of college. It's your first like workplace, your first grown up job. They know that, <laughs> like yeah. they know that you're not used to going out and like drinking casually. When you go out with your friends, you're fucking raging. Yeah, and they're like, they probably all fucked up at their first you know drink w- drinking work event, and they're like, it's a Let's rite get of passage. New kid fucked up. It sucks, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like I think I mean God, the oh my God, the fucking embarrassing. I actually, like, want to vomit when I think about, like, getting too drunk at a work event, my first big girl job. And it was worse because that workplace was, like, high school, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody would come up to you the next day and been like... Oh, my God. You do you remember so what you drunk. did? Can you believe you did that?
1: <laughs> You're yeah. like, I'm just trying to, like, write an email right now. So, fuck out of my face.
0: Um. Yeah. So, let me... Well, I'll start by saying it's... Nor- I mean, it's normal. Like... <laughs> It's <laughs> I mean more normal than you probably every
1: coworker ever, has. Ever
0: seriously, if you talk to this so she had mentioned, right, that you know she was nervous about seeing her superior after the weekend because of this. And it's like honestly, I bet if you asked your superior have have has this ever happened to you, they would probably tell you that yeah, it's happened to them. Like if you're a normal person with a heart and a soul, you're not gonna judge you know, a person for having this happen like once, you know?
1: Yes. And like, it's also um, important to consider like what you did when you were drunk, which if you, as long as you didn't like physically assault someone (laughs) or like yell offensive things to a person, then you're probably probably fine. fine. Yeah. Like I know someone that literally like started a new job, got super drunk, like at, within the first month at like an event and then like fucked their coworker. Yeah, like who went hasn't? home with their coworker. And yeah. like
0: that's fu- like no one gives a shit. Cuz you know what? Couple things. Unless you work in a, like a gossipy workplace which like I have so I get it. Mm-hmm. This is not high school. It's not college. These are grown-ups who quite frankly could use a little entertainment in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you're a grown-up, they're a grown-up like they're not gonna like hold this against you forever because they remember what it was like to like be in their first adult job and they're also probably like that was fucking funny that was great let's do shots again you know <laughs> yeah like they're not going to and if they do hold it against you it's like hello they're HR. assholes <laughs> and i also think like yes you do spend a lot of time with your coworkers, right but they're not like you're family they're not like your friends like you can have a completely separate life outside of the office so like if a couple of people in your office <laughs> think you get sloppy drunk it's like whatever i'm gonna go home to my friends and be like normal like you go home to your yeah. fucking wife gym you know <laughs> like it- it's their like kind of whatever.
1: doesn't hold the weight yeah it's like, just who- a job
0: i know that they're gonna be like oh it's your family we're friends we go out together oh my god
1: run if they say that
0: if they say family, run. fucking rotten, But like I get that they try to build team camaraderie and like yeah. team building and they want you to like kind of hang out, work happy hours, we're a cool office. But at the same time, you need to remember like these aren't your fucking friends, you know, <laughs> like yeah. maybe you can make a friend in your office or something and that's that's great. But like you have a life outside of work. If those people think you're lame or weird or uh sloppy or embarrassing, like who fucking cares? It's a job. You get paid to be there. Yeah,
1: you clock in, you do your job, you clock out. And if you choose to like partake in the kind of like external like team bonding things, like that should come with no judgment. And if it ends up being like a workplace where that is like bleeding into the professional life, like that, is indicative of that workplace, like having a flawed a like bad managerial culture. structure and yeah. bad work culture, and that's ultimately like a problem on their end and not on yours, because you, at the end of the day, are an employee. You are employed by these individuals who are supposed to be professionals, and that's and, the end of it. Honestly, yeah, no one is going to remember this like a year from now, and if people like do recall it, and they're just like, oh my god, remember like you got so first drunk, the first time that yeah. was so
0: funny like they don't give a shit you know it's like yeah i do remember thank you like, yeah
1: that was yeah it's like oh haha ha, that was funny or they'll be like oh my god i got so wasted at like the holiday party like
0: yeah uh, and like that just, it just happens like it's just it is part of work culture that like you're full human beings and sometimes you're just gonna do goofy shit like that like that <laughs> is honestly that is what it is i mean i remember i my workplace was a little weird, obviously, because there was drinking in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And it was like my first job and I was really young and like I was really excited to drink in the workplace without realizing that like it's a it's my job. I should probably like not get wine wasted. I mean, I was fucking wasted in the office at like two PM. Like I and I think about this day a lot because I was like, I cannot I was I like threw up in the bathroom like I was not doing well okay like so you know what they got over that (laughs) we were all friends like like, (laughs) it doesn't fucking matter it's it's
1: just like it does blur the relationship or the boundary between like work and like employer and employee so like as long as you're just mindful of that and understanding that like if any like discriminatory nature occurs like based on the way that you acted when you're drunk like that is illegal
0: yes it's illegal and also it was outside of the office like you're not physically in the office you're at a happy hour like they don't have jurisdiction over you just because your boss is there does not mean you're on the clock exactly so
1: So, whatever keep that in mind
0: (laughs) you're doing fine it does it truly sounds like you didn't do anything that embarrassing other than just like need someone to help you get in a cab like uh, truly who among us you're doing fine and whatever <laughs> whatever ask your friends
1: about like the times that they like once you start asking around like with your circle yeah. of like who who among us has you it you
0: will realize every single person has gotten too drunk at a work event before mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. every one of us so that's all we are going to say about that let's get into the next voicemail Okay, let's get into our next voicemail, which I had to include just because I thought it was so cute. And I just <laughs> really liked it. So let's uh, play that. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Ellie.
5: We love you so much. You've been listening since, like, the beginning of Schnitt Talk. So beginning. Like, very big fans. Um. So I'm just going to preface this. He's from Florida. So a boy <laughs> just um broke my heart. And he's from, again, Florida. And, um... You know, I settled for literally not dating for seven months, and then I asked to kind of go long distance, and then he didn't text me for two months. So I um, I don't really know what else to say. I guess we're kind of asking, like, what's the best way to get over a situationship in a real sense, um, accepting that it was never anything official, but they meant so much to you. Yes, what my attorney Ashley said. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we love you so much. Thank you. For being you, and we love
6: you, and we love you, and this is our friend Jack. Say hi, Jack. Hi. <laughs> Bye, Ellie. Bye,
0: Ellie. Fuck that guy. Fuck. <laughs> a, listen. Fuck a Florida man. That's all I'm gonna say. Fuck. Don't fuck a Florida man. Do not fuck a Florida man. <laughs>
1: you will. End I'm up kidding.
0: You can't judge an entire state. But well, uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Being from um, Florida,
1: I'm. You anxious. can say it.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, this sucks. I
1: there's no way around it. This sucks. Like it it, it not being a quote unquote like defined relationship in the traditional sense doesn't... doesn't
0: make it any less real.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, like it was a relationship. You were in a relationship with this person for seven yes. months.
0: Just because they didn't say you're my girlfriend or, or, or you're you're still in a relationship and like yeah. that sucks. It fucking sucks that you tried clearly you asked if you know we could be long distance or it could be more and then he just fucking ghosted you
1: yeah to not say anything is like extremely like, cowardly like fuck that guy on on his end and like is if anything like i understand if that if it feels like a blow to your sense of self like the fact mm. that this person is ghosting you but i promise you like this is much more of a reflection on like his lack of like dignity and like ability to communicate but the issue when things are a situationship or like not necessarily a specific relationship is that ghosting or like fading out or fizzling out is more common because it doesn't feel like you need to necessarily like break up
0: right you never have that conversation of like you're great but this is over like things just kind of end and you're left being like did i fucking make all that shit up like yeah did that even happen? The amount of you times you like gaslight that I've, yourself. Yeah, you do. Like the amount of times I've questioned myself and been like, "Was that? Like, did I? Did we? Did he? Did I? Like, truly not even believing the feelings that I was having because I felt like, well, I must be making it up because there was no closure on it." Yeah. The hard the hard thing about situationships, as I've said many times, is you're not really mourning the person so much as you're mourning the potential of what could have been if they fucking sacked up and acted like a normal goddamn person and weren't afraid of their emotions. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, even if he said like no, like when you asked,
1: I mean that would have sucked, but it that's would have been closure. Like, the fact that he didn't answer, the fact that he like didn't have the decency to kind of finalize this seven month relationship. Is not someone that you want to be with. And I, it's like, a, it's an unattractive quality. And it's a an quality that shows you, like, a side of him that is proving that he wouldn't necessarily be a good long term partner.
0: And unfortunately, the only way out is through. Like, yeah. you just kind of have to go through it. Don't fucking contact him. Yeah. <laughs> do not fucking contact him. Yeah. But honestly, if you got to do it, like, mute him, block him. Don't look at his fucking social media. Don't look at what he's doing. Ask your friends not to tell you what he's doing. My fucking mother will text me and be like, did you see what this guy's doing? I'm like...
1: There's a reason.
0: No, I didn't. Like, okay, anyway, sorry. That's a separate thing. But like, don't fucking, you know, don't fall into that temptation because it's like there's it's fruitless like this person is clearly shown that they are not gonna give you what you deserve and if that's the case then it's like you just kind of have to go okay then i'm gonna step forward because i'm not gonna stay here on this fucking deserted island waiting for a ship to come save me i'm gonna strap myself to some goddamn sea turtles i'm gonna swim away uh, <laughs> that's the pirates of the caribbean reference not that we support john yeah but you know. i was like where did that come from <laughs> um I mean, it's true.
1: Like, I would just go about this with the mindset of, like, I was in a relationship
0: and this
1: relationship ended and yep. go from there. Like,
0: and treat yourself with the kindness that you would treat yourself in any breakup. You know, breakups suck, breakups are hard.
1: Sit in that sad feeling and, like, tell yourself, like, okay, I'm allowed to be sad. Of course, you're allowed
0: to be sad your feelings on whatever happened are valid like no like no one can tell you oh you didn't really have feelings for him you didn't really love him you didn't really like him because yeah he you guys your weren't boyfriend really together it's like it's like you weren't, Bitch. There. <laughs> you weren't like, in the relationship seven months is a long goddamn time you yeah know? even if it was like two months like it, it it's still something sometimes it, those two-month things they fuck you up, up even most. worse they fuck you up so bad it doesn't
1: matter like if it meant something to you it, it what, what's that it it was real to me that TikTok what? sound that TikTok <laughs> sound it's like but it was real to me I don't know
0: there's I like, feel that we probably have very different for you pages.
1: oh yeah probably
0: <laughs> there's um,
1: like if if it felt like it had emotional weight to you and if it is affecting clearly it's affecting you uh yes. that it ended
0: because it meant something and that should that's enough like that's that's the whole answer like the the whole thing is like if you felt it it's fucking real your feelings like yeah your brain can fucking lie to you sometimes but like if you're sad or you're you're hurting or you know this is painful for you no one can tell you that it's not and like yeah. treat yourself like you're in a fucking breakup what's your go-to breakup thing you know you I don't know. I don't want to say ice cream on the couch. Oh, my God. When I went the last breakup I went through, my therapist was so funny because I was like, I can't eat. I'm so sad. And she's like, well, you don't have to eat healthy things. You can eat ice cream for every meal. I just need you to eat. And I was like, okay, took that very literally. You're like, so, say so, like, less. Say fucking less. Like, treat yourself. Take care of yourself. And you're allowed to tell everyone, like, I'm going through a breakup. I'm going to be a little crazy right now. Like. <laughs> you know lean into it enjoy yourself because honestly it's kind of fun going it sucks going through a breakup but like I, I, it kind of gives you license to be yeah. like a little bit kooky a little chaotic um, a little
1: sad to feel all the deep feelings and it gives you like it's so cheesy that it, that saying of like it mattered like it's painful because it mattered but like you get to experience the full range of human emotion when you go through a and breakup that's
0: amazing like
1: grieve grieve this like you're going to be like taking each day one step at a time and like some days are going to be better than others but like let yourself have that grieving process because because you know it, what
0: if you don't grieve it it's just going to stick around and it's gonna stick linger. around and stick around it's like it's like no i was about to give such a bad metaphor no i'm gonna do it anyway say it okay like there are certain stis like chlamydia for example yes. that if you get it and you just take penicillin and really like treat it and, you know, it goes away and it's not a big deal. But if you don't treat it and you just let it stay there, you don't pay attention to it, you don't get tested, you just like kind of let it leave there, you can be fucking infertile or get it's cancer. It's
1: dormant. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> you know, take care of yourself now See, so you're not finding yourself seven months down the line still crying every time you get drunk about him because I've been there and it fucking sucks. Like I, I've said before, I was hung up for like two years on a guy I didn't date. I was hung up for four years on a different guy. I didn't date. Like, just focus on it. Feel those feelings. Let yourself grieve, and that's the easiest way to get over it. And don't like judge yourself for having these feelings because they're fucking valid. Yeah. Why? Like,
1: the root of healing is not denying yourself the fact that things are painful.
0: Feeling all the feelings you have. That that's how you get over everything. Mm -hmm. Like that's the that's the best advice you could ever give anyone. Like, just let yourself feel it and and, and don't judge yourself and go from there like and it seems like you have a great friend who's here supporting you and like you know you'll get through it i got you got this fucking you got this you and got fuck this. that guy and may i just say one more time uh, fuck that guy uh,
1: fuck that guy
0: uh and we can all say it together on the count of three. One, uh, three one two three uh, fuck, fuck that, that guy, guy. And I hope you heard thousands of people chanting (laughs) "fuck that guy" at the same time for you. So, all right, (laughs) we have one last DM that we're gonna get to. Uh, Let's get into that. Can I just say, ever since I started taking the pill, I've really enjoyed um how I can almost schedule my monthly breakdown. Like yes. I have a I always know it's the last day of the yellow pills. I'm gonna have a, like last night, full fucking mental breakdown. And it was like, you know what, I have the time, I have the space, it's a Saturday night, I'll go for it, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like.
1: We'll lean in. We'll lean into the breakdown tonight. We'll lean
0: in, we'll lay on the bed and we'll sob about something stupid. We'll text our friends and be like, I didn't say anything we had a bit you know, and you'll be fine. And that's... And, and that's fecking valid. That's valid. valid. And and that's valid. Okay. Valid. Here's our last DM of the podcast today. She's asking to be anonymous for good reason. Okay. So my brother cheated on his fiance. They are only 20 years old. Okay. Let's start there. Okay, let's <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing he cheated. Okay. Anyways. Um, they're only 20 years old. Had been together since they were 15. If I was dating... If I was... If I was was engaged to the person I was dating when I was 15? I would... (laughs) I can't say that. I'm going to bleep that, but that's funny. Okay. um, From what I know, it was mostly emotional cheating. Then they kissed. And soon after, his fiance found out slash he confessed. Okay. It's not sounding super bad, but I get it. Any advice on being on this side of the situation? I love my brother and want to support him, even though he made some bad choices. And I think it would be interesting to talk about, you know, how do you support a friend or a loved one? when they've kind of made a bad choice. I mean, we could also talk about what constitutes cheating, but no, I don't, that's a whole other thing like, well, I don't want to do that today. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, um, no, it's hard. I, I feel like having been on both sides, not in this particular situation, I've never had a fiance, but be, being on both sides of a situation where like, I have been the friend who's made some bad choices. I've also been the friend who's watching my friend make some bad choices. And, I don't always, I I think it's really difficult to find the line between I love you, I want to support you, but how do I tell you this was like a really bad thing to do when it kind of feels like I'm kicking someone when they're down if they already know they did something bad? Well, I think there's
1: a couple of things. Like to start, so this makes me think of the concept of dialectics, which is essentially like the ability to hold two opposing thoughts at once um and so for instance like this would be the fact that you love your brother and you like respect him as a person but you also don't respect the choice that he makes or don't agree with the choice that he makes and like these two things can coexist these two things that can coexist so like starting there to like, understand, like, I'm not a bad, like to tell your inward self, like, I am not a bad person for disagreeing with this choice that someone right. I love made, because like, I think sometimes you can get kind of swept up in your own guilt of like, not agreeing or not supporting your friend because sometimes it's like, or your family member. Cause it's like, okay, well, if I'm not supporting them or standing by them in this moment, like, am I being a bad Support system. But no, that's well, not the case. It's like,
0: And I think it's also like, you need to look at a situation and be like, does my friend know yes. that they're doing the things that bad. are destructive, that they are harming people, that this is a bad thing they've done? Because if they know and they're coming to you as a friend and saying, I really fucked up and I feel like shit, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure it really serves anything to have you go that's really fucked up you're a really bad person obviously you wouldn't say it like that but like i i think that it wouldn't really serve anything to kind of be like wow that's really fucking shitty you know but if you i mean you need to let them know gently that like yeah i don't i don't love that but i don't i'm not sure that like it if they don't know if they're telling you they did something and they're just kind of like and whatever you know that's a different story that's a very different story you
1: could be like i mean in the first in the first example it's like you can you can say like yeah that 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 is like that is not great but that doesn't make you a bad person it means you just made a bad decision and like
0: right come at it with compassion and understanding and not judgment like i mean i've definitely had friends come to me with judgment when i've kind of opened up to them about something that like i was really ashamed of and really embarrassed of and it made me feel like okay well then i i can't continue to go to this person because like they're These not me even feel bad about yeah just making me feel bad when i already feel i already feel bad enough but then again i've also had a friend when i was engaging in some destructive behaviors really say like you need to just you need to be careful. Like you aren't behaving like this is hurting people and you need to like really stop. And that, because she was coming from a a place of compassion and saying like, I care about you and that's why I'm telling you this. Like Mm -hmm. that made me stop and listen because- it was said in a way that wasn't like, fuck you, you're a bad person. Because when you come to people like that, they're going to be on the defense. Yes, you come to people with judgment and like they will get completely defensive and they'll think like you're just being a hater, or like you're just being an asshole. Like I don't need to listen to this. I don't need this, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't need this negativity.
0: Yeah, instead of like actually listening and understanding that like they might have a point.
1: Yeah, and like I also think it's important to like if you're the person that is like witnessing your friend like do something bad, like not it can be easier sometimes to be like, oh, I'm just gonna like agree with them. I'm just gonna indulge them. And yeah. that ultimately
0: hurts. It's the, not both helpful of you. for anyone. Like mm. it uh, it's hard. What is and, the like, phrase? What's the phrase where it's like, you know, real bravery is oh, God, no, this is from Harry Potter, but still it's it, it applies where it's like true bravery is Being able to call your friends out you know It's not about saying my enemy is doing Something bad like real bravery is saying like You're my friend and you're not doing the right thing right now Yeah it's so much easier to just go along With it
1: it's so much easier but like Ultimately you're going to be hurting yourself And hurting your friend but like In in the in the case of this person Like it sounds as though Your brother like knows what he did was wrong And so You can say like, like You can know as well like That was really bad while also being like, okay, how do we move forward? And like, how do, how do I support him while also like understanding that like that was a bad and like dark moment in his life and a moment of weakness and a moment where like- And something that
0: he's probably going to feel really bad about it. Yeah. for For a long time, you know? Clearly.
1: And like, it can be easier, especially when you're younger, I think, to have this like more- binary way of thinking of like because we're mm. we're raised you're a good a person very...
0: or you're a bad person yeah, you we're... do good things you're a good person you do bad things, things you're a bad, a bad person. person but if there's one thing i believe more than anything is that like good people do bad things all the time mm-hmm. and sometimes bad people do good shit good you know well, a broken clock is right twice a twi- day right
1: it's yes. like it, it, as you grow up you begin to like Understand like the nuances of like morality and like being a human being, um, <laughs> and, and you I think, hold
0: that duality that like yeah. you can be a good person and fuck up, and I I think that like it's something that like think about like a bad breakup when you're young. Sometimes it's easy to be like they're an asshole, they're a terrible person. Versus like as you get a little older, you're like he was a bad boyfriend. He's not a bad person.
1: Yeah, he was know? a bad boyfriend to me. We were not a good
0: fit, but that doesn't mean that this person is like bad, horrible, and like a monster. Like he just was like not the best boyfriend for me, you know? So it's it's a similar situation of that where like you can easily tell your brother like this was not a good moment. Like I support you because you're my brother and I love you. But like I obviously, uh, you know, you know that this was not the right thing to do. You know that Mm -hmm. there are better ways to handle this. If you were feeling unhappy in your relationship, that's a conversation you could have had. There are always better ways to go about it. But also like the choice is already made and you can't go backwards now. So all you need to do is find a way to make amends for that. Because like, you're not just because you know, you did something bad doesn't mean you're off the hook. Like you need to apologize it and try to make amends and do your best to make it better.
1: Yeah, I think going to any individual with that compassion is also going to then like in the future, give them the tools that like, they can have in order to not make this mistake again. So it's like, hey like you you could have had the conversation like you should have had the conversation with your fiance that you were unhappy but also like please know that like I am here to talk to you if at any point you are feeling like Yeah. yeah like I will not meet you with judgment I can tell you like I don't think this is a good idea and I do think like perhaps you need to reconsider like what it is you're doing and like if you were to have come to me while you were like in this emotional affair, perhaps, like, we could have spoken through it, and, like, I need you to know that I'm not going to approach you with, like, judgment, because I know right. that, like, oftentimes, like, f- like you said, like, uh, maybe a friend, like, or, like, yourself, like, you won't go to someone because you're, like, this is so bad, and they're going to judge me, but, like, if yes. you, as the friend, or as, like, the sibling, or the family member, tell the other person, like, I will meet you in the middle, like where you're at. And I will like try to guide you in a place that I think won't hurt you and won't hurt others. But like, I will try my best to not like project my own judgments onto that. And that takes a lot of work for, it takes like
0: for, for both. I mean, honestly, but this is a situation where it seems like he made one mistake. You know, what if you're in a situation where you have a friend who's kind of making the same mistake over and over and over again you've already talked to them you've already come to them with compassion you've already you know done your best um to help them and they're just not listening like what do we do in that situation because like i've had that situation happen
1: yeah i'm i'm kind of going through that semi recently like i I have a, a really close friend of mine who has been on again and off again with her boyfriend um and they keep breaking up and getting back together and she's expressed to me she's like look I feel like I can't talk to any of my other friends like I speak to you and one other person because you two are like never mean to me when I bring this up and that that makes me really sad first of all that like yeah friends are like not being kind but I also understand like they're coming from a place that's like you keep doing this and you keep getting hurt like you yeah. damn bitch why are you doing that and for and sure like-
0: which like I think we've all had that emotion yeah. of like <laughs>
1: I I still have like I mean I'm I get that internal thing where I'm like girl like I, I want to like Shake you by the shoulders and be like, you're better than this. But at the end of the day, like, I think when a friend keeps making a mistake or what you perceive as a mistake or perceive as something that down the line is going to hurt them, like, yeah, I've had to come to terms with the fact that, like, I cannot make other people do things I cannot know it is not in my control to like you can't control other people's behavior no or like how they feel and so the best thing that I can do as a friend is like know that whatever route that this ends in like I will be a support system so if it works out like I yes. will support her and, and if I will it doesn't, be like this is great then I will also support her so like just knowing like okay my friend keeps making the same mistake and it could make you frustrated. It could make you angry. And that's completely understandable because you don't want your friend to get hurt and you keep seeing them do the and same And those feelings thing.
0: are valid. And honestly, like I have had to have boundaries with a friend too. Like boundaries are important here. So you don't go fucking crazy and yell at them because you don't want that. Just I'm, having the boundary of like, I love you so much, but like I've given you the same advice 20 times on this. Like you can absolutely come to me when things happen, but I'm just letting you know my advice is going to be the same. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and knowing that like, it's not if anything that's like
1: not you being mean or like no cold it's you saying like I'm not going to tell you anything different but just know that like when I'm telling you this like I hope that you listen and that like you interpret it however you may and like you respect your friends enough to like Yeah, their judgment and like trust that they will come to their own conclusions.
0: Right. Because like you're not like the puppet master of life, like as much as we love to be right. I wish Mm -hmm. everyone did the things that I want them to do. You know, I wish that people had all the same beliefs as me and didn't hurt each other. And I wish my friends, you know, this and that and what, you know, it's like you're not in charge of other people's lives you're not in charge of the direction they choose to go i was talking to my friend hannah about this um she just got engaged to a great guy and i was i'm really excited for her the ring is beautiful and we were talking about it and i was like i'm just so happy because i feel like every guy my friends are dating right now like i think are like genuinely good people like and i really like them and they actually seem happy and like that is such a lovely feeling and she's like yeah and like maybe if I'm not crazy about the guy that they're dating, I trust that it's making them happy and it's not my business, you know, who that person is. Yeah. Um, so it is taking like your personal judgments out of it a little bit and just kind of being like, listen, people are going to do what they're going to do. All you can do is come to them with compassion and kindness um, and and be the best friend that you can be like. Because that wouldn't that isn't that how you would want somebody to come to you? Yeah.
1: And it's freeing, honestly. Like if you spend your life like trying to navigate and negotiate other people's lives, like you're going to exhaust yourself and you're going to just add anxieties that don't need to like be there in your day to day.
0: One hundred percent. And if you have friends that feel like they sh- they need to micromanage your behaviors that you know are so invested in your life that they make you feel completely judged no matter what you do and I had friends like this I had a whole friend group of this in college <laughs> then it's like those people fucking suck they need those to grow up need to do more work on themselves maybe they need some hobbies like I don't know mm-hmm. uh, but those are not good friends for you and you you need to step away from the People who care that much about your life because it's like, bitch, focus on your life. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like what? G- read a book. <laughs> go talk. To- it's like that TikTok. Spell the word Pharaoh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's literally like you're so invested in my business. Why don't you like go? You have a fucking macrame hanging on your wall. You know, like why don't you learn how to make macrame? Why yeah, don't you why don't-, why don't you Why don't you open an Etsy shop? I have never seen you eat a fruit. Like, let's, like, work on you before you start working on me.
1: <laughs> Allow me to introduce you to a kiwi and a toothbrush and a brushing your
0: tongue. Are you aware of what a kumquat is? You know, like, like there are things to learn all around the world. Like, maybe don't focus on my life. We've got yeah. a little bit off track here. But, but it the, fundamentally the f- comes fundamentally, down to, like... Just, we all... Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, everybody has, has those things. Those days. Everybody knows what... It, what I'm talking, what you're talking about, about, everybody gets that way. Yeah. Honestly, as dumb as that sounds, like, <laughs> she's right.
1: She's not wrong. It, like, everybody
0: do does make mistakes. Everybody do mistake. Everybody do mistake. I mean, really, it's like we all fuck up from time to time. We've all been the friend who fucks up. We've all been the friend who's watching their friend fuck up. I think it's good to make sure... Especially I think men have a tendency to not do this. Like if your friend is doing some fuck shit, you should feel comfortable calling them out. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, like always come from it with a place of compassion because they're much less likely to listen to you if you come at it being like,
3: you're a fucking terrible
0: person.
1: Yeah, and you can't present solutions to a person or help guide them in a direction if you don't have compassion to understand where they're coming from. Where
0: they're at, 100%. Like, why
1: are they doing what they're doing? Like, that will help you enter that conversation. Help me help you.
0: Help me help you. It's true. So
1: I hope that helps. I hope that 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 helps.
0: I hope that that helps. Because, like, you can love someone who's made mistakes. Oh, that's, that's everyone I love. Yeah, For sure. I have a friend who I'm pretty close with. And he didn't do anything like that bad, like illegal bad, but was just like kind of like a shit guy, like kind of was like really hurt, like was kind of manipulative in relationships, was like a bad partner, kind of like a just kind of a bad dude to be around. He was also an alcoholic and taking a lot of drugs at the time. I stopped talking to him for a while. And a lot of people did too. And then he eventually called me, uh, and apologized. And he said, you know, I'm on steps now. Like I'm in mm-hmm. AA yeah. and this is part of the, the process. Like this is my, you know, here's what I did wrong. Here's how I treated you poorly. And I'm really sorry. And like, I am able to reconcile the fact that like, yes, he did things that were not good. He knows that he knows that. And I make sure that he knows that like, I was really disappointed with those actions and like really upset with those actions. And some people are not going to be able to, forgive him but I felt the apology he gave me was genuine and I can hold those two things in my mind yes he did bad things yes we are still friends because like I love him and I see that he's made progress to becoming a much better person you know
1: yeah dialectics baby it all comes back to that I would highly recommend just like
0: looking into dialectics and like it it, i (laughs) this is like the philosophy episode what else should we talk about moral relativism like
1: yes (laughs) yes let's just you know what though
0: i've actually been watching a lot of philosophy tube um that's the youtuber her her name is something i don't know but the channel is philosophy tube and she like goes through a lot of like social issues with a from the frame of like philosophy and like modern and and You know historical philosophy, and it's actually very interesting. So, if you want, if you really liked our philosophy talk today, you should check out philosophy tube. I wish I that sounds really cool. I'll I'll Google her. If you just
1: Google philosophy tube, I'm sure it'll
0: yeah, it'll it'll come up. So, um, yeah, you have got just be kind, be kind, be kind. (laughs) And you know what? Probably one day you're gonna do something really goddamn stupid, and I hope that your friends come to you Mm -hmm. with love and respect because you deserve that we all do you know we don't deserve to be judged for doing one thing wrong we need to reform the criminal justice system
1: yeah oh 100 even if you do <laughs> things wrong again and again there's a reason why you're doing that you're for sure there's, there's a something behind
0: why. it there's no yeah so anyways that's we don't need to get into all that today <laughs> But in fact, besties, I believe that that is our episode today. Um, Let's do our song of the week. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to do, man. Because let me tell you, there are two albums that came out this week that I've really enjoyed listening to. One was Alexander 23's new album. Um, It was really fun. There's a lot of songs written by artists that I really like that, like, co-wrote with him. Um, I think he's really talented. And then also, like, (laughs) listen. I did not expect to like this. I listened to it on a whim, but Sabrina Carpenter's new album is like really good. Like, I it's good. Like, it. it's fun. Like, it's poppy and and it's like upbeat and it's fun. I really liked it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I really liked it, so I would check both of those out. But I think because Alexander Twenty Three is a friend of the program, let's pick a song with his. Some really good songs. So his uh, album is called Aftershock, and you should listen to that. But, okay, if you were going to listen to one, you should listen to Hate Me If It Helps. Which, actually, I uh, I think Olivia Rodrigo helped him write. So if you're a fan of hers, you might like that song. Nice. That's
1: cool. Damn. Yeah. I got to give it a listen. Um I think mine would have to be, I've been listening to this nonstop for the past two weeks. It's called it was- I Like You So Much Better When You're Naked. Um, Great right, song. <laughs> yeah, by Ida Marie uh, or Ida Maria. Um, it's from like 2008. Um, and it just feels like of that era. Like it makes me think of, I don't know, like easy <laughs> makes me think of being 10
0: great year great year 2008 great year for music 2008 oh my god so good I could do a whole episode on that okay well besties I think that's our episode today couple things couple things Um, discord is back up and running so if you want to join the discord there will be a link on my profile I'll put it on my Instagram profile Uh, so you can join the discord hang out chat it's a great group I love them very much they're great Um, if you like this show if you like me feel free to follow me on social media my twitter is holy underscore schnitt my instagram is Ellie underscore Schnitt. And my TikTok is at Ellie Schnitt, but I do not post on that as much as I should. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, um, you can always find the shows. Show info linked on my Instagram as well as the voicemail is always linked in the Instagram as well as in the bio of the episode. And the voicemail line, if you want to call in, is 847 462 Claudia, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Reverse Cowgirl, Reverse C O W G R R R L. <laughs> um, I'm on TikTok and Twitter. Um, both are IDK Cloudy. And I have a YouTube channel called Pillow Talk, where I talk about like sex ed and sex wellness. Um, And you can find that by either searching Pillow Talk on YouTube or by going to my link in bio on Insta, which... It is linked right there. (laughs) And with
0: that, besties. Oh, also, if you like Taylor Swift, you can listen to my Taylor Swift podcast, Taylor Talk. My God, that felt like a lot of plugs. But whatever. Whatever. I love you guys so, so much. (laughs) I really hope you have an incredible week. I hope it's the best one yet. I hope great things happen for you. I hope we manifest just happiness and wellness and joy and delicious food and great nights out with your friends and Whatever else you're hoping for, I hope that comes true for you. So, yes, I love you guys so, 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 so much. As always, I I appreciate your support more than you could ever know. And I appreciate, by the way, all the really kind DMs that you sent me about the Wellbutrin. And I love you guys. So, as always, have a good day. Have a good night. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope it's a great one. And I will catch you on the next one. Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot L-N-D.